Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, very grateful for that. And for those of y'all that have joined over on Patreon and are giving a little bit of financial support to the podcast, um, <laughs> I'm incredibly grateful and humbled by that. Thank you very much. Hope y'all are getting something out of it. I assume that you are. Hope our country is too, just a little bit. Low cloud cover. A little warm still. As I sit outside. I think that's about it. We'll get going. Something from the podcast we did last Friday about FDR's first inaugural address really kind of struck a chord with me. And I'm assuming it will for some of y'all too, so we're gonna we're gonna go back to it just for a little bit. So FDR in his first inaugural address about halfway through made this statement. I favor as a practical policy the putting of first things first. I shall spare no effort to restore world trade by international economic readjustment, but the emergency at home cannot wait on that accomplishment. He said in another sentence here, a recognition of the old and permanently important manifestation of the American spirit of the pioneer independence. There's a lot here, folks. Uh, This obviously was pretty dark times and depression. Hitler was starting to move Europe already looked pretty bad for those people that were willing to pay attention and watch, which wasn't very many, at least not in, not in Britain and a good chunk of the rest of the world. But the thing that really struck a chord with me, the quote was, excuse me, putting first things first. My pastor often says, and I, I think he's quoting somebody else, that the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And it sounds kind of trite, maybe. 
or cliche, but, and for some of us, it may seem like beating a dead horse, but we're not doing it. It would be one thing if, if we had cultural and spiritual leaders that were talking to us about the need to get our priorities in order. And we had political national leaders and state leaders that also understood that and were doing it and that we as individuals were doing it, but we're not. The divorce rate is still 50% of first marriages. The out of wedlock birth rate is still high. Anxiety, suicide, depression, especially in our young people and our veterans is high. Our lack of financial control, of managerial ability as a nation is reflected in a huge percentage of our families that have no to little savings and live paycheck to paycheck. And yes, we can blame some of this on taxation. We can blame some of it more and more on inflation. But if we're really going to fix the problem, we've got to look in the mirror. And nobody wants to do that. I, I may have very well just lost quite a few of y'all. You may have turned it off by this point. And that's okay. But for those of you that didn't, I'm going to talk a little bit about the problems and then, and then how do we actually go about solving that. So the problem is, if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, it's apparent that our founders and great leaders put God the Father of Jesus Christ as their priority for the nation. And most of them, the majority of them, for themselves as individuals as well which is always a real good important point to note. You don't have to be Christian to be American, but all of our great leaders, without exception, at least as far as I've dug into this, we've been doing this for about a year, even the ones that didn't profess Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, which, again, here I have to recommend every time that you do, folks, because it's eternity that you're messing with. This life is real short. And, and eternity is forever. And there's there's no take-backs or redos. You don't get to start the game over. And there's a peace that comes even when you're in really, really tough time. Even when you're sick or hurting or absolutely devastatingly heartbroken over children or a marriage that's dissolving or dissolved. There's a peace from being able to look up and go, you know, man, it hurts now and I don't like it very much. And maybe I don't even like God very much right now, but I know that he loves me and that he's in charge and that one day all of this is going to be passed. And I'll get to spend eternity 
in heaven where there's no more tears and no more sorrow and there's joy and laughter and happiness forever. And I always go back to C.S. Lewis's account and the great divorce of heaven being this just vast, uh, unimaginable, inexplorable. It's so vast. Countryside. Oh man, that just, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm quite different from a number of y'all, but that just puts a lot of longing into my heart and soul. So what are these priorities? God, we talked about just now. When you look at our founders, when you look at the Bible, because that's, we're a Christian nation, we talk about that frequently. Uh, your spouse has to come second if you have one. And then everything else after that. Children. Somewhere in there, though, near the top, has to come country. And we talked about that for the last couple of days, you know. We voted yesterday. And Samuel Adams quote, was it Samuel Adams? My brain just went away. I don't think it was now. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, but the point is, we read a quote yesterday or the day before from one of our founding fathers saying that every single time we voted as citizens, we needed to remember that we were executing one of the most solemn trusts in human society and that we were going to be accountable to God and our country for how we voted. So somewhere in that list of priorities, the country has to weigh pretty pretty high, pretty heavily. And I've had some conversations with uh, a few people in recent weeks and and these are just some of everybody. So, so one of the people that I've talked with that uh, I don't want to give too much away about them. <laughs> don't want to taint them with being associated with me, I guess, or make sure they don't get in trouble. But they have a lot of experience. And they made the comment that almost, actually, they said all of their close acquaintances, without exception, could feel the tension and the stress that were coming. In a professional setting. And a personal. They knew that there, there's something wrong in our country, in our lives. And, and there's something coming. It's kind of like we're supposed to have a storm at some point today. Real dark clouds rolling in. And, and you see it on the horizon and you know it's coming, but you don't know how bad it's going to be. And you don't know when it's going to break. And you don't know what things are going to look like when it's over. Another lady I was talking about said, 
you know, how, how do we change? And she was mentioning the fact that she really, you know, she would love to have that little house on the prairie lifestyle and be at home with her children and be a, a good wife to her husband first and a good mother to her children. But how, how do you, how do you do that in modern society? How do you really do that? And, and so I, I say this often on the podcast, I've said it a number of times. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there and then, and then we'll kind of go through how do we do that. We have to force ourselves to really look at what's important. But would we rather do, do we really want to get our priorities in the right order? Do we really want to make that change? Or would we rather be comfortable and just whine about the problems we see before us? So we, we say, you know, uh, most people, and I talk to more and more now, but as the podcast grows, most people that I talk to, they're going to give you your priorities in some kind of order, like we just talked about God, spouse, country, uh, family, kids, those are all going to be near the top. But then when you look at, at how we spend our time each day, we give hours to what we want to do to the entertainment, right? We'll, we'll spend, right, just on a regular day, most people will spend an hour, maybe two, on their phones or watching a new or old TV show on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be an old show. It could be new. And, and we give a pretty good bit of time. Well, we don't as a society, but there's some people. You know, you've, you've got to figure out, folks, what your own little niche is. <laughs> uh, some people give a lot of priority to working out, you know, not just 30 minutes to kind of stay in shape, but hour, hour and a half, two hours, right? Running up and down the road with our kids, you know, we'll, we'll drive over an hour, hour and a half, two hours to go to a basketball game or football game or or whatever, volleyball, baseball, softball, you take your pick. And, and, you know, there's a possibility for some quality time in that vehicle while we're driving with just you and your spouse, if it's just y'all, you know, the kids on a bus or something, or with the kids in the car. But if we're being really honest, folks, right now, when we're in that car, how much quality time are we really spending? And, and how much are we just each in our own little seat in the car on our own little device doing our own little thing? being entertained is there any real conversation are we just sitting peacefully enjoying each other's company or or are we in our own little world with our headphones earbuds whatever phone out iphone ipad disconnected and so whatever it is that you, you know, or, or if we're going to go hunt, you know, for four or five hours 
spend another three or four hours processing our own food, you know, and of course there's something to be said for that if you're trying to cut ties with some of the problems that we're seeing today. Shopping, whatever it is. We give all this time to these things. And if I haven't hit your particular niche, then you fill in the blank yourself. And then when, if it even crosses our mind at the end of the day about spending time with God, oh my gosh, I don't want, I just want to go to bed. I'm so tired. I did so much today. God will understand. I'm, I'm really worn out. I've had a rough day. I, I just, he'll just, it'll be okay. I'll, I'll pray tomorrow. I'll read my Bible tomorrow. It'll be okay. And then, and then if our spouse even comes on our radar even even more so remotely, well, I guess I ought to go see how their day went. How'd your day go? Good? Okay. I'm going to bed. Uh, no real communication. No, no, no intimacy. No, what you really need. See, the point I'm getting at here, folks, is that we're planning the important things around the unimportant things instead of planning the important things first, like FDR talked about, keeping the first things first. And then if we've got time for the things that we want to do, the unimportant things, then we can. So another thing FDR talked about in his inaugural address was action. You need action. So what do we do? How do we fix this? To start with, folks, just just take a few minutes each day and change your habits. Change what you've allowed. Take, Take 10 minutes from the phone, from the TV, from your two hour workout, from watching five hours of basketball or volleyball or football or baseball. Take just, just start with 10 minutes. Really. Uh, okay. So if I'm going to be real honest, folks, you really ought to be able to start with a half hour. If you really want to make a change, this shouldn't be little, this should be a major fundamental shift, but just take 10 minutes and take it from whatever unimportant thing you're doing and give it to God and then your spouse. Now, you can't expect massive change in your relationship with God or for your spouse spouse to just suddenly fall down and worship at your feet when you give them that five or ten minutes because you're still not really making that decision, right? When you get to the point that day after day after day, with very few exceptions, God is your first priority, the first part of your day that you plan your day around. And your spouse is the second part of your day that you plan your day around. And you're actually focused on your kids each day, teaching them, growing with, you know, shaping them to be men and ladies. Then, then after a while, then you can start to look for some return. And you may not get any, folks. You will from God, 100% guarantee that. You may not from your spouse. You may not from your kids may not from your country but here's the deal at the end of the day you'll know that you did what was right 
And there is a reward for that from God eternally. I think it was President Reagan that said, you know, a lot of people when they get older, they wonder if they really made a difference in the lives of their country or anyone in particular or something. I'm paraphrasing. And he said, uh, Marines don't have that problem. And obviously being a Marine, that always kind of made me smile. But do you want to get to the end of your life, folks, and wonder what could have been if you had really given God his place as your priority and, and in our nation? And, and wonder what could have, what your marriage could have looked like if it's even still together at that point. If you had really, really worked to put your spouse your second priority. Or do you want to know? God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.